Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another supremely exciting episode of Between the Lines. We have an unbelievable, unbelievable show today. We're going to be talking about some crazy Champions League games. We're going to be talking about some crazy league games that happened. Some sad fans are in our midst again. AY and Odisa, Arsenal lost again. Man, you won. Ronaldo was, was amazing. We're going to be touching all those kind of things. We're going to, the NBA playoffs have started. And of course, the biggest shock of the weekend, Sean Dykes was sacked. So we have an unbelievable show today. Guys, what's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a good week. Well, it was a good week for Sam people. Not, not for me, but <laughs> hey, it was it was it was a good week. So yeah, let's let's go. All right, all right. Okay, um, so let's let's go into let's go into the Chelsea Madrid. We talked about it last week. You know how how well Madrid played, especially that first forty-five minutes. And in this second half, they, this second half of the game, you know, the second half of the tie, they looked really, really flat. They didn't play well enough until, until he removed Cruz and eventually Casemiro allowed Modric to start holding the ball, and then he gave that anointed, up, you know, outside of his right foot pass to mm. Rodrigo, and of course. The game really changed. The game really changed. Madrid looked in control even when they had all full backs at the back. Yeah, the score was 3-0 down and everything. But when that first goal came in, you just knew that Madrid was not going to lose the tie again. You even as a non-Madrid fan, you knew that this tie was done. That mm. Madrid had this in the bag. And truly they did. Alisa, what say you? My, my big takeaway from this is this is the second time Cruz has been subbed when the situation was dire. When they needed something to change, they took mm, him off and it changed it, me. Makes you think. No, no, I, I, I really like Cruz. Or at least I did, like, years, years back. But I do think it's something that, one, Antelotti has, like, the the F1 tree to, like, make, like, this decision I will make and I will stick by it. Like, I think it's I think it's big that some managers like, wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't want to do that kind of thing. But also, like, the fact that, you know, like the, guy, the guys they can bring in as well, where it's like Govede, it's like, uh, what's his name again? I keep forgetting his name. But like those kind of players. Kamavinga. Yeah, Kamavinga. Those Kamavinga, kind of players that yeah. Kamavinga really changed in that midfield. Yeah, well, he was dynamic. So, yeah. Also, um, last, I mean, think. Chelsea, Chelsea as well. Sorry, that's one last thing. There was also like the penalty that they could have had. I guess it was dodgy. But like the Havertz, the Havertz foul that wasn't called early in the, earlier okay. in, that, in, that, in, in the second half. Is, yeah. it, is it is it is it like the foul he tried to commit today in the FA Cup? Oh, I didn't see that one. Okay, did you see it? Was it was no, a, I didn't. That dive, that dive was sexy. <laughs> <laughs> that dive was sexy, and he was just so lucky that the referee was right there. So the referee just blew the foul and gave yellow card for diving. You know, you hardly see it right. You know, in the you know for the last yeah. couple of seasons, hardly seen them giving yellow cards for I like yellow for cards diving for simply. Yeah, so it was shocking. The guy looked shocked. He looked gay. <laughs> they showed the play from about so many angles, and it was the same thing. Mm. Okay, um, yeah. let's let's move to of course let's move to the Man Man sorry the Man City game against Atletico. So, Olajegun, you said it last week that the yeah. way Simeone is criminal. 
and the last 20 minutes he decided to play in that tie. But my, but Atletico does not have the caliber of um, the mental fortitude that Madrid have, that they don't need to play well for 180 minutes to win ties, even when they were winning Champions Leagues for fun. They need to play 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes in a tie, and they take care of the tie. But Atletico doesn't have that. What say you? Uh, so in that Atletico game, I actually didn't watch the game because I was out. But I saw like the highlights, and it was it was. I mean, that that was what I, I was calling for, you know, in the last game. I was angry at I was I was kind of angry at, at Atletico just because. Like the way they play, it, it feels almost. Um, it feels. It feels if like you're coming onto the field already with an inferior mentality that we're going to let the you know the opposition. Obviously, I mean, he, uh, a lot of ninety-nine percent of teams are inferior to Man City quality-wise. Yeah. But you sh- you could still impose some form of attacking attacking quality on the game with the kind of players that they have. You know, I was listening to players like Felix, I was listening to players like DePaul, um, uh, Lima, uh, obviously an aging Griezmann, uh, aging uh, Suarez, but these are still world-class quality attackers. And so like come onto the pitch and just set up in like, a, as they did last game, 5-5-0 five, 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 or 5-4-1. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's not... Uh, is I wasn't I wasn't rocking with it. So obviously this game was was a bit different. They you know they they, they came out and it was like okay cool, you know they were, they were able to more or less impose impose uh, some form of attack quality on the game and uh, I mean it, it decided into chaos. But you know that, <laughs> that's what we love to say and uh, yeah it was uh, it was a great I, like I said I saw the highlights of the game. Yo, that's that's football right there man. The most, enter- the most entertaining part of the game was actually like the fighting at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like the game had no chances. Like there was, there was that one, there was that one Atletico chance near the end where it was like, wow, that that, that could have gone yeah. in. Yeah. But like the most entertaining yeah. thing was actually just the fighting. Just especially, I mean, Rio Ferdinand went on BT Sports and said that the whole thing was disgraceful, that they were embarrassed. They say that, honestly, I don't honestly, I don't care for all that stuff. Like I like the fights. But my thing was the way like Simeone was that stuff was kind of like bro what's this like why are you clapping for reps why are you like it's not like there's been some huge injustice or something you know mm. it's, it's not like it's not like one of those Barca 2008 sort of things where it's like oh they didn't give a clear penalty or like they served Van Persie or shooting the ball away like nothing crazy happened but you know so I felt I felt that that was just even like I saw one of their fan accounts today like yesterday after City lost um, they tweeted um you never walk alone and it was a picture of that like this Madrid team I was like what's wrong with you guys you know what you know when you know when like uh pundits say something is embarrassing it makes me so sick it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah. when a player dives and they go on there and they're like oh that's so embarrassing you should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself for diving but like everybody yeah. has has dived before <laughs> like it's just yeah. well, why did why they go on and just say oh something that who who is embarrassed by it <laughs> it's like <laughs> you I, know I, what I mean when, like i hear when they say like oh like no like nobody wants to see it. like actually i'm, I'm nah, actually, i definitely do want to see I'm, it. Now, now now i'm like watching eagerly i actually want to see the fight <laughs> it's so crazy to me just make all this block and stuff but but anyways i mean good game though from what i from what i saw barcelona out of, oh, out before, of before you go into, before you go to Barcelona, did, you, did anybody catch the Bayern Villarreal game? Yes, I did. I was watching it 
together with the I was shortening between the Madrid game and the it was Bayern didn't create anything. They were too they were too let me use the word methodical and too slow with their ball movement to look, you know. They were camped in Villarreal's box. Those ones were heading the ball away for this. The, the movement ah the, these are the games where I miss where I miss that old school Barcelona or I miss when when um Wenger was in his prime and he had like eight eight tens or something or how many tens he had in his game in his yeah. team all those triangle those kind of teams the way Villarreal set up if Wenger in his pump was with that team with his Arsenal team he'll kill that team because they'll create chances for days because the passes were just too slow they were isolated um, um Coleman or or Sane he'll try to beat a player you know, he finally probably beats a player, crosses the ball, Albiol, everybody's in that box, Paul Torres is in that box. It was just, it was poor. It was, it was they, they deserve not to win. And their own counters were more threatening until he made those late changes, which was a master stroke. And of course, he won the game. What, what does this say about his, sorry, sorry, bro. I was just going to say, what does this yeah. say about his, uh, his, uh, his legacy, his European legacy? I mean, I think I this think, is I think, three, four I think Europa League okay. wins. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. What, what we said about Emery? No, he's he's a very good manager. Yeah. He's a very good manager. He's a cup manager. He probably is never going to be the manager for the grind of a league title. Maybe in his career, he might eventually win it once. Maybe when his team is overwhelmingly. They overwhelmingly have the best players and probably whatever it is. But if he's in cup games, one-off ties where he needs to bring a game plan, not that every other two days is thinking of how to beat you, but he has time to beat you. He he seems to be a coach that can settle down, study, know the loopholes of the opponent, and devise a game plan. And then of course he knows how to train his players to listen to those game plans to win like like when he was coming to Arsenal a lot of times if you heard the Villarreal guys telling the Arsenal you know when people were okay who is this on my memory guy you know that was not bef- that was even you know before the PSG and even after the PSG on Monday they were saying it's guy you go chop popcorn die because you go watch film tire do you understand you will yeah. watch film and watch film and watch film so he's that kind of coach do you understand it's almost like uh um, Bill Belichick in that way you know Jeez. to sit down and come up with a game plan he's of course I'm not saying he's yeah, like yeah, great yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but to come up with a game plan for a tie he's 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 a specialist in that mm-hmm. I feel you tie let's uh-huh. let's let's touch let's touch on Baka before we move to the league games this weekend okay guys Baka mm-hmm. If you watched the first leg of that Frankfurt, they deserved to even win that game. Mm. And I was disappointed with the fans of Barcelona for the second leg. I'm not, let, mm. I will talk about the pitch, what happened on the pitch. Many look like Baka were away in the camp and I have never seen that. And I was watching it on TV and I felt yeah. like Baka were away. The fans of Frankfurt looked intimidating and everything. Mm. The pitch was awful. They didn't create a lot. Obamayan just had a poor night. A lot of people had below average games. 
and it was until Depay came into the game later that Baka started having some level of attack. Obamaya missed a very good chance. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, Ferran Torres was so so, but it was poor. It was poor from Barcelona. It was one of Javi's worst games. He's he's a young coach. Hmm. But he has already done a lot, you know, in this short time in terms of quality. He has given Baka at least some livelihood, a means of, okay, okay, you guys, we're once a big team. We're still a big team, that kind of yeah. thing. It's just a poor night. You won't see it too many times, you know, in his career. That's what I think. Uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll let you go for it. But just as that, I mean, they, I think it was about 30,000 30, people, 30,000 Frankfurt fans yeah. that were in the stadium or something, either 30,000 yeah. or 50,000. And I don't know if they are located the tickets poorly because I think Camp Now is about is about uh, 90,000. 90, it's about 90. So, so that's, that's a third. And you never do that. <laughs> like, especially in this kind of game, you know, 30,000 out of 90. Uh, it should be like maximum ten thousand, maybe five thousand. So, and I don't know why they allowed that. I mean, Zabi came out and said that he was going to have an inquiry to, to the ticket allocation people or whatever. Because that's that was that was re- really really poor on their part. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the football is. You guys can talk on that because I didn't want to get. I can I kind of had that I kind of had that comment, but I think it was Sid Lowe like two weeks ago who was talking about like this is even before the first leg, and he mentioned that like Frankfurt fans were buying crazy tickets like they were traveling in huge numbers to the point where like what's it called like airliners were like gouging the prices of, of flights to Barcelona because so many people were, so many people were buying tickets. So, so like yeah like finding out finding out from people that were watching the game that were like wow like there's so many Frankfurt fans here like I actually I actually kind of expected that just just hearing from that. But also, you know, I could do like the victory laps on Obama Yang. Oh, like Obama Yang in a big game, like actually didn't show up. But no, 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 no. Don't do that. I don't need to. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's nasty. I don't, I don't, I don't feel the nasty. He, he, show, he showed up in the classical. Yeah, yeah, that's nasty. That's nasty. Whatever. Last season, last 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 two seasons in the, in the Europa League, who was the one that brought us drag Arsenal back into the game against Olympiacos with bicycle, with what, bicycle what kick? What happened at that last chance? I know he missed it, but he wouldn't have even been in the game if he hadn't scored. I'm just, all, I'm, all I'm saying is that Uber chance in that game, I can do like a compilation of 12 Arsenal games where he did the same thing. I'm just saying. Uh, hey. I don't even need to, I, I'm just, I feel bad doing this, but that's, that's nasty work. <laughs> okay, guys, so yeah, now let's 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 move on to um, Man City, Chelsea, um, Liverpool came into the FA Cup game, they looked flat, he made too many changes. Zach Stefan is 27 and I think no he way. needs to leave. <laughs> but, uh, I thought I I'm, was I'm a kid. Sorry. Pardon? I thought it was a, it was a youngster. I knew no, he's least 27. Least. I knew it was 25. He's 27. Right. He's the first choice for the US national, yeah. men's national team. He needs to leave. The squad looked very exhausted. At least Atletico drained them physically and mentally. Mm. Yeah. If you watched the Atletico game, I'm I'm going back to that game. I have never seen the players totally, you know, Man City players gassed out. So Atletico could have ramped it up, but let's, we're not talking about Atletico. So back to the Man City game, they looked flat. Konate looks like he's signing. Luis Diaz looks like he's signing. Yeah. They are no more as beholden to Salah. As Salah goes through his slump, 
one thing I've been impressed with the um, club's team is that they've been able to find ways to score. Even of course, Sane to Estesana uh, M's money has been scoring, and I'm impressed with the team so far. I'm really impressed with this team so far. I'm really impressed with this. They deserve to win three-two flattered Man City. To be fair, yeah. Uh, I was that game. I was I was <laughs> I was wrongly watching the Arsenal game, so I I didn't catch it. But um, um, talking about like I mean, just talking about like Mas- uh, Liverpool's um, thing in general. I mean, it's it's you know what this is about Liverpool here. Yeah? Like you know, there's there's like this this um, this guy I follow. I can't remember I can't remember his name, but it's kind of like Liverpool have a system, you know, and they just buy players that fit the system. So you have somebody like a Jota comes in into the system it's an easy slot you have someone like Luis Diaz comes into the system easy slot they they, they just got this Carvalho guy from uh, from Fulham coming next season obviously he's going to bank because if he doesn't he's about 20 30 million or something like that they kind of always just moving on they don't they don't buy like you know exorbitant pay exorbitant amounts for players just just because they play players that are going to play in the system. And so you have a player like, obviously, even uh, Konate, you know, easy third, third option or or a competition for for um, for for the center back. That's how you that's how you buy like that's how you buy players. You don't buy, you should never buy like backup because that doesn't make sense. Like, why would a quality player come and be backup? You buy players that would push out your starters. If they don't push out your starters then at least they'll give them competition. And then that's what backups are. It's kind of like even Man City as well. You know, with the three centre-backs that they have, or four centre-backs, there's Laporte, there's Diaz, there's uh, Stones, there's, uh, what else is there? There's Ake. And all of them can all rotate, rotate in and out because, you know what I mean? Like, they, they can all push each other. And, you know, when, when one drop, when one comes into the game, you don't feel... Obviously, if you have like a Diaz, then maybe the drop-off from Diaz to Ake will slightly great but it's not like so like massive that you feel like oh then we can't play we can't play anything again so talking about Liverpool man it's just you know the system that they have is just so well out that anybody can come in and it's just it's just going to keep taking you know it's just going to keep 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 grinding out results and uh, they, they might go for four this season man to be honest they might go for four like the quadruple I mean we'll see on this game uh, on this game my only take was um I'm surprised there wasn't a little bit of... I mean, you've already mentioned it. Like, City played that really, really training game against Atletico. They played Brighton on Wednesday, you know. I was surprised there wasn't just a little bit more why Man City disrespecting the FA Cup type talk from people. Because, actually, Liverpool played United before City even played Brighton. So, if anything, like, you know, maybe one of, maybe the other one of them should actually be resting players. I just thought that maybe, maybe people would have cared more of that. But, honestly, I don't care about the FA Cup. I'm not complaining about that. So... Oh yeah, um, we'll, we'll touch two more games and then we'll move on. Arsenal, guys, what's going on? Mind you, Ronaldo saves the day. Talk, talk. So, uh, uh, so, why are we in the title race again? Let me check this. Uh, I said title race. Top four race. Um, okay, so we're behind, six United. Now. Yeah. we're behind United in six. So I'll make the case for why everything is fine. So... So I don't know if you saw the tweet by um, XG Philosophy 
last five games, Arsenal 6.9 XG to 4.46. In those games, Arsenal have scored 8-2. So, we're losing those games, but we're actually getting a lot of chances. You get what I mean? Like, we're actually producing. Oh, well, they should have sold you the striker that can score. How about this? I mean, you know, we have Eddie Nketiah who, you know, has a lot of potential. Yes, a lot of potential. You know, he showed that today, showed that um, this, this weekend. Last couple of games, 63, 68% possession. You know, I think I think the Pep philosophy is really coming through. And we face Chelsea United, West Ham and Spurs in the next couple of games. So, I'm just saying, you know, like if the Atleta way is going to show its way, maybe maybe now would be a good time. <laughs> no, it I'm wouldn't. Kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, did you see the quote from him? What was the quote again? Let me just give me a clear up in a second. Yeah, if somebody didn't watch, if somebody didn't know the score and is watching the game and asks who won, they would say that Arsenal won it comfortably, but that's not the case. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, God, I hate this guy, bro. <laughs> Yo. I don't, I don't even want to give him blame for any of the stuff, you know. My, my only problem was, and I mentioned this earlier, like... The fact, you know, like you mentioned last week about the man management, his issues with keeping players happy somehow. My my issue more was more with okay, we we're going to loan out all these guys, we're going to sell Obama Young, we're going to watch Tyson from the squad. My issue is we don't have any depth. Like it's fine that you know, it's fine that you want to loan out um what's his name? You want to loan out what's that, what's his name again? I forgot. Oh, Gwenduzi. Want to loan out Gwenduzi. You want to loan out Maiden Niles. You want to loan out he wants to learn how to um, center back with what again, I forgot. Saliba. He wants to learn how Saliba. It's fine, but if we're starting, if we're starting like Rob Holding, if we're starting Tavares, who, Tavares was actually playing well earlier. If we're starting like Cedric, like at what point do we just say, maybe we should actually keep some of these players, you know? So. I mean, you say that, you say that at the point of actually learning them out. Like, Look, the thing is, I mean, if you look at all these players, Guendouzi now is a French yeah. international. Yeah. We're looking for a left, left-sided left eight. Guendouzi playing left-sided eight. So, a very high level. I think Marseille is second and they're in yeah. the conf- uh, Conference League semi-finals. That's a very high level. He's playing eight to a very high level. You're looking for um, a centre-back competition. I cannot... I cannot overemphasize how much the Saliba sale, uh, well, Saliba treatment is, 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 uh, <laughs> is so many adjectives, man. It's incomprehensible. It's egregious. It's, it's weird. It's just, it's bizarre. This is a, a really, really good player. It's a French international now. He just played the other day. I think he came on in the in the first game and then he started the second. And you dump him off for. Who somebody might people might argue is is an inferior player, Ben White, for thirty million more because we bought uh, Ben uh, Saliba for about twenty twenty five million. Yeah, and you buy Ben White for thirty million. Even Marvel Panos that is playing in Stuttgart now, Marvel Panos now is about is Stuttgart's going to sell it for over twenty five million, close to thirty million. He's a better. Pl- I can assure you, he's a better he's a better option than 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 holding to have. So there's like hella players. Obviously, even even Midland now is now he's at Roma. I mean, that, that's a funny one, I think. But I you know, know Roma, I to no, that's why I said it's a funny one because you know you can see that he might have some quality. But just to bin him off, you know, you know, I think I was telling my brother the other day, like I think. Maybe maybe it was it was about a couple months ago. Atessa has been here two years now, or just over two years. Yeah. I can count 
the number of people that he has had fights or fallouts with in about two years, which happens in football because managers and footballers are human beings and they're maybe not going to like each other. And these guys are getting paid a lot. So their, their egos are through the roof. It's hella inflated. But to be a manager and to come in and to fight so many people in such a short period of time, it's, yeah. it's insane. It, it, it doesn't work. You just don't mm. do that. You can count, obviously, there's Aubameyang. You can count, obviously, there's Wenduzi. There's, uh, you know, some people say, obviously, Saliba. Um, yeah. uh, Torreira now that is playing in Fiorentina. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Pepe is out of favor. Uh, Midland now is out I, of favor. I'm not sure if Pepe is on it because of anything. Well, maybe. Maybe. I can hear. I can hear. Wait, wait, wait. It's not hard. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I hear the anger in your voice. If we're going to continue like this, we'll spend the whole night. That's one, one last it's thing. Do we, do we care about United? United All right. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to talk about Ronaldo, but okay, yeah. it no, no, no. I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get the game because I was watching something else. But it's no, now it the tattoo race. Now it's blown open. The tattoo race. Top four. Top four races. <laughs> Ronaldo is the person I'm afraid of, guys. I am afraid of Ronaldo. He has, he's, he's not going to give you every single game or every other game. But he's, but man, you still have a match winner. They lose that game against Norwich yesterday, last season. This kind of man, you, they lose it many times over, if not mm-hmm. for Ronaldo. You know, that's yeah. the truth. See, um, you guys were, as you were talking about um, um, Arsenal and selling, you don't sell goal scorers, you don't sell match winners. Yeah. Look at this game against um, um, Man City versus Liverpool. And everybody, you could see De Bruyne wasn't on the pitch. That's a match winner. That's a match winner. They have a lot of very good players. They have a lot of match winners in bracket. But how many are the real match winners for Man City? How many are the real ones? Do you understand? Um, um, this, 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 um, Algerian, Mares, Sterling, they all scored a lot of goals and stuff. But you rely, you would rely more on a De Bruyne to give you a match-winning result more than any of them. As if a game is very tight. You believe that it's going to be a De Bruyne to come up with whether an assist or a goal than any of them. In Madrid, you would still depend right now on, on Vinicius and, and Benzema that these guys can bring out a match-winning moment in the game. And I think that is and I think that, that is what man you have in Uncle They have that class. He is going to deliver. As many times as he has, of course, he has defied logic, he has defied father time and everything. To score a hat-trick at 37, is, to score a hat-trick at 21, is not beans. Then to score it at 37, your 50th league hat-trick. I said, sorry, league, club hat-trick. Before, uh, uh, look at it now, look at the record. Before he turned 30, he had scored 30 hat-tricks. After he scored 30, after he turned 30, he has scored another 30 hat-tricks. It's ridiculous. So I think we're giving we, we have to give him his <laughs> his, his props for that. I don't want to add just on the United game. I just um so like the standings right now are Spurs played 32 to 57 points, United played 32 to 54 points, 
Arsenal played 31, 54 points. And the running from here, just, just a pick of the games. Arsenal played Chelsea away, like I mentioned earlier. Chelsea away, United at home, West Ham away, Spurs away. United play Liverpool away, Arsenal at home, Chelsea at home, Palace away. And Spurs play Liverpool at home, Arsenal at home. So, right. I have okay. a feeling this is going to be like a stumble to the finish line. Who do you guys, do you guys see getting that top four spot? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's changing every single week. Sport you have it of middle. Yeah, yeah. It's almost it's almost like it's almost like the way in the Syria is right now that we are watching. Yeah. You know, nobody's like it's like nobody wants to win this But at the end of the day, somebody is going to just drag himself and. You know, maybe puts the last couple of weeks, maybe four or five games, and wins the league for everybody. So I think that's I, I think that's what's gonna happen. I think yeah. that's what's gonna happen. Can I get one let's, last sorry, thing? Let's okay, one last okay. thing. Um just uh I just want to pay respect to uh, David Moyes. I mean he got he's put West Ham into the um into the champ into the Europa League semi-final with the three 0 win against Leon. So I just feel like he's someone that like constantly gets jumped on. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Wait, wait, wait. Nobody jumps oh. on David Moyes. No, 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 no. People do. Like, let's let's be fair. Like, David Moyes was a meme for years. Yeah, like, because he was people... thinking of the jersey with United. Yes, but like people talk about him. Because like, he was, that... he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like people talk about him and like that's the booster category as like you know dinosaur <laughs> things, all this sort of thing. When it's like he was good at Everton for a decade. Like we can't, we can't erase yeah. that. Yeah. Like I, I feel, I feel like he's someone that doesn't ever get the respect. Even when Everton was doing good this season, last season, everyone was saying, "Okay, like how much of this is in spite of David Moyes?" You know, I always, I just felt like he, at some point, he deserves credit for it. So, oh, all right, guys, all right, guys, all right, guys. Sean Dykes is sacked after nine and a half years. This brought brought Burnley back to the league a couple of times, twice mm. in the last five years his net spend was 27 million they never could he he's a he's a good coach you know he's a good coach the way they play you know he's a good coach the training ground routine and stuff he wasn't he's not a creative person and stuff he does he have little wrinkles maybe here and there generally one of the seasons he finished seventh and it went to the chat went you know tried to qualify for for europe couldn't and all those things Mm. But new owners to stay in the Premier League is hundred million. Yep. Money over over hearts, over emotions. I don't like this sacking. It's eight games to go. He signed a four and a half year new deal in the summer, so he's probably going to have his payoff. What guys? Why would they sack? Sean Dykes at the end of, you know, I don't know why. So a couple of things on this. You mentioned new ownership. I think it might be important to say new American ownership. So okay. there, is a, there is a tension that, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the British people they really resent the American, American ownership. He, I mean, there was a lot being said about how much he's doing to change the team, how is it was basic stuff. Like, okay, he put LED lights in like some parts of the stadium. Cool. Um, you know, so he he has been an active an active part of the about of like the clubs the clubs growth. But another thing is like there have been bad signs so far with with um with Burnley and that and not none of that's really his fault, you know. But this is they played five I think four of their last five games they were held scoreless. 
and this is a team that needs pickup points to you know to keep them to keep themselves alive i understand i understand why they would consider this move i just don't think i i don't think it's like okay we need to do something you know now we start trying that i don't think there's a better manager you're getting with this with this squad i think i think i think they're getting relegated almost either way i don't know who's coming in and saving this i saw links i saw links to some other guys i just don't want to believe that honest in in 2022 yeah there was there was another one where it was like oh chris wilder is like doesn't chris wilder have like a very comfy gig right now like a very comfy... yeah he has a great job yeah like why would he, also um just a couple of other things um this is the 10th sacking this season which i don't know how, i don't know how we have such a high number already i think there should be more yes. sacking in think general more yeah wow. yeah Wow. Uh, the money is too much, Oga. The money I get, is too I get. much. I get. The playoffs to win, you know, from from um from um the championship to the Premier League is a hundred and twenty million pound playoff. Yeah. So yeah. people are going to be sacked sometimes unfairly. Once there's ah, oh, you're around where you're not supposed to be, yeah. Oga, you're going. The investment is too much if you're not there, you know, in that. Place in this cash cow you're going to be kicked out you know what it is yeah you know what it is i think it was like five episodes ago that we t- or six episodes ago that we we're talking about uh bielsa sacking at uh at leeds and i referenced that there was this interview that was done with um what a uh, football journalist uh zach zach Lowry did with uh what's his name villas boas and villas boas was talking about in the in, in the sports there is no long-term goal there's only short-term goals that you can achieve and that gives you room to get to the next short-term goal and then when you achieve that if you or if you achieve that then the next one and then yeah. after a while it looks like oh this is a long-term thing that you've done but you just you just kept achieving short-term targets obviously the, the ref the ref like the one that people reference the most is obviously like a club or something that has really built something but you know he had to first qualify for 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 the champions league in the first couple of seasons then do something then then grow 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 to where they are now and i think like look man the thing is obviously there's like Deitch had been dead nine years nine and a half years almost 10 years so there's there should be some form of loyalty or whatever but look man if you if you can't like achieve the short-term goal which for burnley now is staying in the league yeah <laughs> why should you stay for Bielsa as well I mean okay cool he brought them into the league but like <laughs> he wasn't achieving the short term goal and you see that they are doing better now with Jesse Marsh yeah. you know what I mean like it's a good investment to sack your manager you should you, you know you should actively sack more managers which is why it's, it's also very egregious that after three years with Ateta two eighth pitch finishes <laughs> he hasn't been sacked but anyways I digress but you know what I mean like managers should get sacked more often. well I don't, not not like in that kind of way but you know if you don't achieve your short-term targets you should leave there is you shouldn't like stick out with the manager and say oh hopefully maybe blah 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 like the, the stakes in this sport are way too high and you just you could always get better you know I, I mean, I think Leeds is even the perfect example because we've seen Jesse Marsh take them up up a different level. Uh, like they wouldn't have gotten that if they had stayed with with uh, Bielsa, even though he was the one that brought them into the league in the first place. So yeah, man. I mean, we we'll wait to see what happens with uh, with Burnley. They have a good they have a good squad. I think you know Vegas is is a. Uh, I mean, Vegas was was you know top one of the top goal scorers in, in Bundesliga the other season. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the left footed guy. 
connect, connect, yeah, I'm a good player. So we'll see, man. We'll see. They should do something. I, I hate Burnley though. But you know, I'm everything getting relegated. It's like, it's, I can't. No, remember. I want Everton to get relegated because I, I don't want to uh, but yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I mean, for managers, man, it's just achieve your short-term targets and then you can stay. If you don't, your head is on the chopping board. Also, I was going to say, that is such a Villas-Boas quote. There's a funny guy. villas yeah, yeah, that guy is. But yeah, anyways. Okay, hey, guys. Yeah. Um, again, thank you very much for, t- for today. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh. <laughs> All right. Oliza, NBA yeah. playoffs. What's go- give just give us a run through what's going on and so what's happening. So uh first first game was uh Dallas Utah, which was I mean impressive Dallas performance. They lost they lost 93-99-93. But I felt like without Tim Hardaway, without um Luca Doncic, they actually put on a, a good enough display, even though the shot selection from Jalen Brunson was painful at times. Really, really painful. And he ended up 9, nine of 24, 24 points. But some of the mid-range shots were it's not, it's not working. So I felt like they were okay. You, but um, I don't think this is something that's sustainable. It's also likely that Luca is going to miss game two and three of the series. They said he's doing some light work, so we'll see about that. But Utah also committed a lot of like really, really careless turnovers in the game. So maybe that's something that they clean up in the, in the next game. Donovan Mitchell shot poorly in this game. Utah didn't play well. So I feel like the next game could actually be, maybe this was the game that Dallas could have won. Dallas probably, probably should have won. Uh, last thing I had here in my notes is um, Gobert took one field goal. Like he attempted one shot. And that was it. Who? Gobert. Who? Gobert. How? 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 <laughs> how is that possible? <laughs> to be To be fair, I'm sorry, how many minutes did he play? How many minutes? Was at, did it was at least 35. Let me check that. How'd you <laughs> one do? Second. One second. It was at least 30. He had like 17 rebounds, but like he took one shot. Um, 35 minutes, yeah, exactly. Did he, did he score the points? Uh, he missed that one, but he had five free throws that he made. So five points. So, yeah. He played well otherwise, like defensively it was fine. But I just noticed a couple times where it's like he'll roll to the rim or like there's no guy on him and Conley would like look at him and then pass somebody else. So <laughs> that happened a bunch. Um, what else? Um T Wolves Grizzlies. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that 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 game was crazy. That oh my god. It was it was it was it was back and forth. The young guys were the young guards were just running all over the place. It was it was fun. It was the a fun night. The T Wolves out I'm Memphis, been... Memphis. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the right phrase for it. <laughs> you, you, you took it out of my mouth. I think that's the right phrase for it. Yeah, yeah there's mean. a player that in that yeah. series, there's a player that's not even Bane or anything. The player that's that I was impressed with, that I will be impressed with going forward with is gonna be AE, Anthony Edwards. Mm. That guy looks like he's gonna be a killer. For somebody who if you hear him talk, he doesn't take the sport serious. Of yeah. course, I'm not saying he doesn't put in the work and anything, but it's not. He leaves everything. You know what? I I work as hard as I can, yeah. and I'm going to have a fun time in this game. Mm. But he he knows what he is doing. He understands. He's an intelligent player. He's a and people sort of think of it as people sort of think of as aloof, but like the confidence that he brings to it, like just any interview yeah. I've, I've like I've like listened to him. I think I was listening mm. to one where he was talking to um. I think it was um Brian Winhorst 
and just like the confidence when he was like, yeah, we're making the playoffs. Like, yeah, we're going to be in the playoffs. We're going to like, we're not, we're not going there like, oh, this like it's the first thing. We're going to the playoffs. We're going to like make a name for ourselves. And just the way he talks, it's like, he's not just saying this. Like, this isn't like, oh, some confidence trick thing. He believes this. Like, he fully believes this. So that was really impressive to see. He had 36 points. Towns as well had 29. So he bounced back from that last game. Really Beasley had 23. Um, the, the Grizzlies kind of just didn't really shoot well. Jaron Jackson, even though he was good on defense, he had 12 points on 13 shots. So that was tough for them. The other one, um, Toronto, um, Philly. This was a blowout, and it wasn't even like a normal kind of Philly blowout. Where, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was. I was I was watching it, and like by the third quarter, I was like, oh, like this is like this game's over. Like they're pulling us out. Um, so Embiid and Harden had under 22 points, but Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris combined for 64. And some of those, some of those Maxey like layups are. It's something else where he go, he because he's so fast and like the way he can adjust made it. It's incredible. It's incredible to watch every single time. Harden had like 13 or 14, 13 or 14 assists. So it's not like he wasn't doing anything. Meanwhile, um, the other problem is um, Toronto suffered a lot of injuries in this game. Injuries to Barnes, Thaddeus Young, um, Gary Trent. I don't know what the results on the MRI for Scotty Barnes is. Yeah, I haven't checked on that, but it looked like it looked like he might have like what's the word twisted his ankle on that. So that that really hampers Toronto for the series. Yeah. Kind of unfortunate for them. Right now, this right now the Celtics are playing the Nets. Yeah. And it's close. Yeah. And it's really close. It's you know, ties and leads and all, everything. It's going to be a fascinating time, man. Oh, um there's Denver Warriors. I mean, you know, the Warriors beat Denver, we're sure. Um Steph Curry played though. Um 16 points of the Yeah, he, he came off the bench. Yeah. He came off the bench. He had he had 16 points or so. Just, uh, yeah. I, just, I just think there's a book on how to value your pitch if you need to win a game, which, you know, damn point, damn point. Not to say that he's bad or anything, just like the rest of the roster, like, you know, there's no Jamal Murray to like drop four years or something, you know. Um, Jordan Poole had 30 points in that game, that is where it is. The big one I watched, I'm still shocked by now, the Heat destroyed Atlanta. 91-115. I don't feel like this score even represents the game. The score, this end of this game, score game, like end of this, you know, game score should be like 68-100. Cause that's where it was at like some point <laughs> in the third quarter. Where that's when they like they pulled Trey Young, they stopped playing, they stopped caring. It, it was so bad. Trey Young ended up one of twelve, one of twelve um, field goal shooting, eight point six turnover. They like, they erased him. I, I mean, you know, like this, this, this the whole they don't have Capella or anything. And I get it, like there were there was some some chances where it's like, okay, Miami will run an action where it's like they're clearly targeting a Kongu, like Jimmy Butler would have spoken a Kongu fine. But it wasn't even that. They were shading like three guys toward Trey Young because one, he always has the ball. So like who else he passing to? Well, even some of the other guys that he passed to, like Bogdanovich was 0 for 8 in this game. He didn't make a single shot. I think he had did he have zero points? So Wow, I mean, it yeah. wasn't, so, it wasn't so, a what, so what you're trying, so what you're trying to tell me in this game as we wrap wrap up this thing is, is that, um, Eric Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA. Uh, yeah. I mean, people say time. <laughs> I mean, also, Don Robertson in this game had 27 points, nine of 10, eight of nine threes. Like he, and not and was, he had was. nothing else, like one rebound. That's the rest of the stats. He he just he made all the shots. All right, all right. 
so on that eric sposter note we come to the end of another exciting episode of between the lines thank you lisa thank you till next time good night